Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I'm the founder and host, Ms. Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me in the hot seat is Hank Ebling, and here's a bit about Hank. Hank Ebling is a sought-after speaker and small business entrepreneur and the founder and owner of H4 Training Gyms. He built his career on a position for customer service and customer experience and today helps other small business owners transform their customer service. Hank hosts his popular success trails podcast, which focuses on small business owners and their success. Hank recently authored the book, Crushing the Competition with Service, which is available on Amazon. And today, Hank and I are going to spend some time unpacking customer service and the whole whole overall experience of it with small business owners. So without further ado, please welcome Hank Ebling to GEMS Podcast. Genesis, thank you for having me. Uh, You have a Awesome show. So I am honored to be here today and hope to bring tremendous value to your listeners. Thank you so much. And I'm eager to learn how you got in your space. But before we dive in, I'm going to give you two options. We could either do a rapid fire game or we can break the ice up front. What would you like to do? Let's have fun. Let's do a little rapid fire. Let's do it. Okay. You want to do it up front or you want to do it at the end? Let's do it right away. Let's get it rolling. Woo! Let's keep going. Okay. So, dream car. Uh, that would be a Lamborghini. Yes. My, that's my car. I want it black on black. Yes. With yes. neon lights that are blue, because blue is my favorite color. Right, we're on the same page here. Blue, Lamborghini. I like, this is a good start. Two, favorite food. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um sadly i'm in fitness and it's not healthy but chocolate chip cookies Ooh, okay do you like chips ahoy or what type of no, chocolate chip no it's got to be homemade like somebody making it bakery definitely not store-bought package so it's got to be it's got to be a really quality one okay if you could go anywhere in the world and money was no option but you may not make it back home where would that be hmm I guess it would have to be somewhere extremely beautiful. Then um, it'd probably be somewhere in Europe, maybe Greece, Italy. If I could make it back, it would be Egypt because I'd love to see the pyramids and all of that. But um, I would not want to be stuck there. Not necessarily the safest place. But uh, so I, I guess we'll say maybe Greece, Italy, somewhere like that. If you could go back in time and give your younger self some advice, what would it be? I think just uh, just continuously learn, even though I feel like I've done that, like just don't stop though. Keep learning, keep, you know, looking for new ways to better yourself, invest even more, even when you think you don't have the money for it, just invest, invest, invest in your own self, because that's how you push forward. Nice. Five, if a money was no option, what would you buy? I think think I would do I mean I think it would be pretty pretty uh sweet to have your own private jet just to 
go wherever you want and you know you want to go on a trip you're going you don't have to worry about going through the airport and doing all that you take your family take your friends uh so i think it would be a jet oh i dig it six if you could have any superpower what would it be you know someone asked this before and it's like a toss-up you know the ability to fly essentially go anywhere you want would be great but i think to be able to read someone's mind in the real world would be unbeatable. If you knew the person across from you, what they were thinking, whether it's relationships, business, um, I mean, you could master everything knowing what people are thinking. So I'd have to say, be able to read people's minds. Okay. Seven. If you could sit down with any person living or dead, who would that be? I would have to go with current, um, entrepreneur and that'd be Elon Musk. I think he's extremely fascinating guy from a business owner to somebody who's into space. He's, he's brilliant in so many areas. I just think he'd be extremely fascinating to talk about numerous things with. You know what? I actually want to challenge you because you are a podcaster, just like I am. You should try to find out who books him on podcasts and reach out to him because you have nothing to lose. They're either going to say yes or they're going to say no. There you go. Let's do it. All right. It's going down in the notes. Hey, okay. Um, I see that you're married. So if you could recreate your wedding, is there something you would change? No. Well, we did a destination. So it'd be nice to have even more people be able to make it, you know, whether they had things going on or financial. Um, so maybe even more people, but actually I would change that. It was extremely windy. So uh, for my wife's sake, maybe less wind. Okay. That's what I wanted so bad, a destination wedding, but my husband's family is huge. And he was like all about the kids. And I'm like, man, you can come back and have a party later. That You know what? That's true. That's, that's totally true. <laughs> so now we're on nine. Favorite movie? Favorite movie? It'd have to be, I, I mean, I hate to be, uh, you know, go to the basic comedy, but uh, Dumb and Dumber is just so good. I just love that movie. So, you know, it's it's total, just nothing uh, fancy, but uh, I'm, I'm going to have to say that. I love Jim Carrey. Okay, awesome. Now, Ted, pass or play? Let me tell you the rules. So if you play... I get to ask you one last question. If you pass, you can ask me a question. So do you want to pass or play? Let's, uh, let's pass this first one. Let's, let's throw it back at you here. Okay, go ahead. Let's ask you a similar question that you asked me. Who would you have lunch with, either alive or no longer alive? Famous person. Ooh. let's see. Um. I would probably say Cicely Tyson because she was an iconic actress in some of the movies, whether they were comedy or not. And just she always had these um, lines that stuck with me. So I would definitely say she's on one of my lists. There's there's a lot of people that I would probably want to sit down with. Like I would love to sit down with um, from a biblical standpoint too, Eve to ask her, why the hell did you eat the fruit in the garden? <laughs> That is definitely a very good question. <laughs> so, oh, thank you for playing Rapid Fire.
Now we're going to dive into customer service and experience with small business owners. So in order to get to where you are, Hank, we need to know your start ugly moment and we need to build the foundation of your background because that is going to connect us where, where you started and where you are now because people always see successful people and they put you on a pedal stool but they don't know that you, you had your start ugly moments they don't know that you may have not been able to pay yourself first when you started off in business they may not have known that maybe you tried several things but they failed and you had to start all the way over and I think these are the things that we need to uncover beyond the surface um, layer yeah of course uh so I've been in the fitness industry since college. So it's been over 15 years and have been in all sorts of aspects of fitness, whether it's smaller gyms, larger gyms, and have done the grinded out days of 6am getting home at nine o'clock because you had clients literally the whole day, get very little sleep, wake up, do the same thing on repeat. And then you get to the point where you open your own business. And for the first six months, you don't pay yourself you have no employees. So you literally do every single thing. Um, you know, you wear every hat. I always tell the story of early on, you know, having nobody and just doing everything on a Saturday, starting to vacuum my gym at the end of a long day and literally dropping the vacuum, like halfway through dropping it saying, I need to go home because I will literally pass out on this floor in about two minutes if I don't. So literally just dropped the vacuum, didn't even put it away, drove home, walked in, out, out cold. So come back to the gym the next day, the vacuum still plugged in in the middle of the gym. Uh, so I always like to share that story and that, hey, you know, it, it's a grind and it's tough early when you're a business owner. So, you know, those early stages, you, you just got to push forward knowing that you're going to have success, you're going to grow and uh, go from there. So what pushed you, Hank, to get into the fitness industry? Is there anyone in your family that's in the fitness industry? Or did you always know that it was going to be an area that you dived into? Yeah, nobody in the fitness industry. Uh, from an entrepreneur standpoint, my dad was a business owner. I had aunts who had owned businesses. So maybe you could say it's in the blood, but um, just a passion for fitness. So you, if you or anyone you know, you start to work out, you really start to feel a change, right? And when you notice a change in yourself, you start to feel like, hey, you know what? I could create this change with other people, these feelings that I'm getting with others. And then you start to, you know, dabble a little bit into that. And you love that, you know, it gets kind of cheesy, right? To say you change people's lives, but there's so many aspects of someone's life that is changed when they start getting active and exercising, eating the right food. So, just seeing that uh, kind of developed a passion and um, yeah, kind of went forward with it from that standpoint. And I would also say that not only do you change, but you help transform people's lives by the way that they think, by the way that they connect with themselves holistically, mind, body, and soul. Because if you look good, you're going to feel good. If you feel good, you're going to look good. And I think that health and health and overall wellness is critical and we can't take that for granted because people take life for granted whenever, you know, they're 
everything's going right until they're in a doctor's room or they're laying up in a hospital bed and they say, oh, shoulda, coulda, woulda. But if you would just carve out time in your day, whether it's 30 minutes to an hour and really do a physical activity that you like to do, like I was doing HIIT, but I am currently expecting, so I can't do high intensity interval training as I would want to do um, for various reasons. But I think that was a part of my self-care because if I'm conditioning myself, then I'm going to feel good. But what can I do since I can't do that and I have limitations? I could walk, I could do yoga, and there's other things that you can implement into your daily routine. Yeah, of course. And we all know last couple of years with that, uh, bad word that was going around being spread. Uh, lots of people need the mental escape. They need the, the benefits of it from a physical standpoint, from a immunity standpoint. So uh, yeah, everybody needs some aspect of fitness in their life. So speaking of that bad word and you being in that in fitness industry, did you change um, your business model to an online structure where you did like virtual classes or um, virtual fitness tips or whatever? So yeah, when we were, uh, it was mandated to close and I think it was what, about two months or so by us. Uh, we did switch online because we wanted to make sure we provided value of some sort to our clients to help them along their fitness journey. But once we were able to get back in person, our clients, you know, hey, we did a good job with it, but they wanted to be in person, right? They wanted that human touch point. They wanted that interaction. So we did do that. But once, you know, things got a little bit better and we could go in person, we quickly transitioned back because uh, that's just what our clients wanted. So. And I like how you said that's what your clients wanted and not what you and your team wanted from a business and monetary standpoint. And that feeds into the overall customer service and customer experience. So I'm going to ask you, when you think about you being in the fitness space and you think about H4 training gyms, what sets you apart versus your competitors? Yeah, I think it's, you know, what we do is we do small group training and we say small group training with the one-on-one feel. So it's based off a of service, which is let's keep not this big boot camp, 50 people stuffed in a room. No one can pay attention to. We want this dynamic to be very individualized, right? We want a Genesis for you to feel like you're the only person in the room, even if it's you and three others. And that's the way our coaches move. That's the way they interact with you, the way they, um, position themselves by the clients to make that feeling of, you know what, you're the special person within this workout. It doesn't matter if there's two, three, four others. So um, I think it's just the way that we make people feel even in that small group environment. And then with the group size, how many people are in a group that um, primarily? Uh, so for us, no more than eight. And uh, when we do five to eight clients, there's two coaches. So we never let a four to one ratio uh, get exceeded. So that way we can still keep it very personalized and uh, give you that attention that you want. And then one of the other questions I had early on is why the name H4 training gyms? Yeah. So um, first name, Hank, Henry, real name, H, and I'm the fourth H4, simple, nothing fancy. Clients think it's some sort of fitness acronym or meaning um but no it's just a way to you know in business they'll tell you don't necessarily name a business after you because if you go to sell it someday 
you're no longer involved. Now, of course, if you're like a fashion brand or something, but uh, for most other businesses. So it was a way to name the business after myself without naming it after myself. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. Cause I wasn't yeah. sure if it was, if it was tied to anything fitness related and your business has grown. You don't, you have a few gyms. Is it four, right? Four gyms, two gyms, two locations. Two. Yep. Okay. Two locations. So H4 training gyms, um, you really drive customer service and the overall experience. Are the gyms like drop in or pay as you go, or what are some of the pay structures like? Because I think that's also a part of the customer experience because then you can meet people where they're at um, based on their budget. Yeah. So everything we do is a membership based. It's, it's a monthly membership, but unlike a traditional gym where you pay a membership for access to the gym and then you pay to train there um, your membership is training with us so you could come in one time a week two or three what we try to do is take away those pain points that annoy people for a regular traditional gym which is you know what if you sign up for us for six months and four months in you're unhappy we're not giving you the service you expected the results you're moving we don't ask twice why you're leaving other than hey could we have done something better but you're done. We're not going to continue to bill you or prove to us that you're moving like some gyms will do. You know what, if, if you're, you're moving on, we're not meeting those expectations and um, that's it. Uh, we allow our clients to cancel at any time in terms of their sessions. If they call us two seconds before, Hey, my daughter's freaking out. I got to uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to, to get over there. Again, we're not going to ask twice, hey, let's reschedule you, no big deal. We don't charge you for a late cancel, for no show. People have lives and uh, to expect people to never cancel or if they do to charge them and punish them for things mostly out of their control, I just think is totally unreasonable. And thanks for sharing that. And another big part um, that I would say from a consumer standpoint, when I think about customer service and the whole overall experience that you get is core values and the mission statement. So what are your core values and the mission behind H4 training? Yeah, so really kind of maybe even say not focus on the mission, but focus on the core values because that's kind of what drives our business. So um, I actually, and I can even separate them. So we have multiple core values, but our whole business is based on, we call it the three C's. So it's care, commitment, and community. And it's on the wall at both of our gyms. It's big. You see it when you come in and when we hire, when we onboard a new trainer, everything we do is based on those three words. And, you know, care is one of those things that everybody says they care about their customers and clients, but do you really care about them, right? What are you doing to show you care about them outside that hour they're with you in the gym? You know, are you doing events? Are you checking in on them? You know, are you celebrating things in their life that's outside the gym? So we try to do that community, right? Are you building a sense of community? Are you making your gym, you know, a environment that everyone's going to feel welcome where most gyms are the opposite right not everyone feels welcome if you're a woman a male overweight smaller whatever the case may be and then commitment that's our responsibility to our customers and which is hey we're going to be committed to whatever your goal is we're 100 committed whatever we need to do to help you that's why we're here so that's what we do um and to me the number one thing is that c word which is care 
the first C word um, for everything we do. Um, it, it's just so important. I like the three C's, the care, the community and the commitment because caring it just goes beyond working with somebody it's like how are you holding them accountable that's a part of caring for them how are you listening to that individual whenever they're telling you about some of your fit some of their fitness goals and are you listening in a way that's actively listening and also the judgment piece like whenever i whenever i was working with trainers in the past i want to know that i could go to my trainer but it's going to be a judgment-free zone where i'm not going to be criticized or something's going to come out sarcastic because I have a specific way that I want my body to look. I don't want to be she hope, but I want to have that physique look and I want to, you know, be cut in certain areas. Then commitment, like I'm going to be committed to this just as much as I want you to be committed to it as well. And we do it as a partnership. Like if we have a time slot at third for 30 minutes, I want you to be on time because if you're not on time, that's cutting into my time slot. And I want to pump it out, like whether we're doing weights, whether we're doing the agility ropes or whatever the case may be. Then community. I think a big piece of community is not being able to do fitness together um, in the gym, but also outside the gym. If we want to, you know, go to some boot camps together or just make it like a team building in a sense, because whenever you start to work out with certain people in the gym, they kind of become your gym family or your gym pals. And Another part that I liked in the community aspect, and let me know if you've done this, is the nutrition piece of it, where um, when I was going to this hit gym, there was a part where you could sign up for the meal, the meal plan and the prepping. And I thought that was really cool because if I'm putting in the work and I want to see, you know, lean muscles, I want to tone up in a certain way, I want to necessarily know how to eat the proper foods. And if you have that in one place, it's a win-win. Yeah, no, I mean... Uh, you know, at the end of the day, the goal of any business is to serve your customers. And uh, for us, yeah, so many people need nutrition help. So whatever we can do, provide sample menus, recipes. One time we did a, a multiple times we've done recipe weeks where we give them recipes and we do videos on it. Um, so, yeah, whatever you can do to give your customers what they want and need, uh, that's what you need to do. Yes. And then, oh. Another thing that, that would be cool is like celebrate the wins. Like if they meet like a fitness goal, they meet a weight goal or whatnot, celebrate that. Yeah. And we, I mean, we just had a woman run a Boston marathon. And uh, so we made sure we sent her a card. So when she got home, just saying, Hey, congrats, great accomplishment. And then there was just our team signing it. So something simple, but hey, just to let them know that, Hey, we're cheering you on. Uh, and that's a big achievement. So we want to let you know that uh, we're paying attention and uh, here for you. Super awesome. And Hank, for anyone that is interested in tapping into the fitness, fitness may not be their beat or jam right now, but it doesn't mean that they're not going to get there. What type of tips and tricks would you like to share with them? Yeah. I mean, I think just start simple and it doesn't have to be fancy, right? It doesn't have to be working out at a gym like ours. It doesn't have to be a very detailed, um, over the top program, just go start walking, uh, you know, go pick up a backpack in your house and walk up and down your stairs, just do something simple because the hardest thing is just getting started. You talk yourself out of 
getting started. It's going to be too hard. I can't do this. I don't have that. My knees hurt. Just do something and just get the momentum going. And then as, as you build momentum, start doing a little bit uh, more intensity or more uh, movements or something a little more advanced or join a gym, but just start simple. Uh, don't overthink it. You just got to move. Yeah. Move your body to the beat, <laughs> y'all. And then we're going to also give some tips and tricks, tick, tips and tricks to those small business owners for customer service and experience. So I want you to give them three tips that they could um, be mindful of whenever they're building out their overall customer service and they're looking at the experience that their customer is getting. Yeah. So I would say the first tip would be you have to create what's called a service vision. So this could be part of your mission statement. Uh, it could be part of your even core values if you want, or it could be a standalone uh, statement, a couple words, like in our case, you, you would consider our care commitment community, that service vision. And this just kind of essentially, it, it's what would your customers think of when they think of your business and the service they're providing or the experience they're providing them. So it, it could be a simple one little sentence, as I said, a couple words, but it shouldn't be a paragraph. It shouldn't be an essay. It's just got to be something very simple, short, easy to teach your team. Uh, and it has to be something that just makes total sense, right? It's not overcomplicated. So like ours care commitment community. Uh, so that would be the first tip. Second tip would be you'll never grow your business and have an amazing, uh, you know, reputation for service if you don't hire the right people and then onboard them properly when it comes to customer service. That's probably where most small business owners fail is they hire somebody and then they just throw them into the wilderness or they give them a binder and say, read it and then do this. Or they talk so much about the technical side of the job. Here, this is how you train someone. This is how you cut someone's hair. This is how you uh, take an order, uh, you know, this is how you, you know, put together, uh, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever the case, whatever the job is, they focus so much on technical skills, which very important, got to get to that point, but start with service, start with your culture, start with um, what makes your business unique and the expectations that you have for your team uh, to serve their customers. So that would be the second thing is really, really focus on that onboard process. And the third would be, you want the simplest way to level up your customer service. It's so basic that if you're listening, you're like, what? Like, how is that a, a strategic tip, which would just be, be more responsive. You would be amazed. And all of you listening, think about how many times you emailed, texted, called, maybe DM'd a business on social, asking for a quote, asking for rates, asking if they can service something, uh, or just getting, trying to get a hold of a business, right? And how many times have you heard crickets or it took multiple days and you get so frustrated and you take that for granted? Well, of course, everybody's going to be responsive, right? Like, why wouldn't you? Someone's a customer, they, they're going to call you or message you, but they don't. And so many businesses drop the ball on that, that you just simply be responsive and you immediately shoot past these other businesses, because I guarantee you 80% of the businesses in your local area are 
totally failing in this area. And you'd be amazed that people are just blown away that you were responsive. Hey, I, I appreciate you calling me with such speed, you know, and you're like, all right, I didn't even start talking about my business or the value. You're already excited because I called you back. So that would be the biggest takeaway. It's so simple, but if you're not really good, if you're honest with yourself, I could probably get better at that. Just start there. Uh, and that'll vastly improve your level of customer service. Those are three amazing tips that anyone could use, whether you're a small business owner or maybe you are working in corporate America. I think it will help you level up in your area. So let's wrap um, wrap up. And I want you, Hank, to leave them with your call to action for this segment. What do you want to challenge them to do? Or what do you want them to hold on to after listening to this segment? Yeah, I would say if you're a business owner or entrepreneur right now, look at your business and just comb over it really quick and say, what could be really kind of annoying and frustrating to my customers right now when I look at my business? Is it something with my website, how they contact me, a way that we do certain processes, maybe our policies? Just go through, maybe ask people on your team, what are our customers saying? Talk to your customers be a customer for a day. And then when you find this information, you do this self audit, start slowly making changes. And that can be such a big game changer for you. Uh, you get caught up in the weeds and you don't think about what potentially could be annoying people within your business. So I would say take action on that. Do a little quick self audit. Absolutely. And after you do that self audit, make sure you're listening to feedback. I say feedback is a gift. You take what applies to you and build upon it. And what does not apply, thank the person that they cared enough to even give you the feedback and just put it in your keepsake drawer because if it pops up and you never know when you could use it. And now Hank, plug your website and where you primarily hang out on social media. Yeah, I'm pretty much on all channels. So you can go to YouTube and Check out Crushing the Competition with Service, always posting videos on customer service there. If you go to Instagram, Hank Ebling. If you go to LinkedIn, Hank Ebling. Uh, Facebook, Hank Ebling IV, because uh, I'm the fourth. My dad is also on there, so you don't want to be you know, messaging him, although you could. So that's the best spots to find me. Uh, you mentioned checking out the book, Crushing the Competition with Service on Amazon. And if you want to check out our gym, h4-training.com. And there you have it, listeners and viewers. You just heard Hank Ebling. All of his contact information will be in the show notes. So you can definitely tap in with him. Make sure you share and subscribe to this segment. We're on 40 plus platforms and connect with us on YouTube at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kent. And lastly, but not least, we are looking for brand sponsors to continue the mission of GEMS podcast, which is to educate, inspire, and motivate while we bridge the gap for diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, because it takes all of us to create synergies and make this world a better place. Until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. I continually challenge you to tap into your fitness because what good is having wealth if you don't have optimal fit, optimal fitness and health to enjoy it. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe 
to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.